Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we want to talk about how to give away your faith, how to give away your faith. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. On our previous episode, we talked about reasons for giving away your faith, why that's so important in terms of evangelism, uh, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with our family members, to those in the community, our coworkers, and even strangers. So uh, everyone needs an opportunity to accept Christ. That is the charge for all believers. Doesn't matter if you uh, work in a bakery, does not matter if you are uh, a garbage sanitational worker, doesn't matter if you're in the White House as a Christian, it doesn't matter if you serve on the legislative board, uh, your city council, it doesn't matter where you are as a Christian, we all have the same charge. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever he's commanded us. And he gives us this, this assurance in Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, that he's with us always, even unto the end of the world. So God is with us. When we step out on faith and we follow the unction of the Holy Spirit and share the gospel, God will handle the rest. But we need to do our part, which is not to be scared, not to be apprehensive, not to uh, feel diminished. God has already called you. He, he sees you as a vessel. He sees you as an instrument. He wants to use you to share the gospel right where you are. He may not be calling on you to go to missions, which some people are called, 
to go outside of their Jerusalem, to go outside of their neighborhood, to travel across the world to go minister. He does call some of us to do that. But for the rest of us, wherever you are, share the gospel. If you're in the grocery store getting, a, uh, uh, getting bread, share the gospel. If you are getting um, your car repaired, share the gospel. If you are at a football game, you're at a basketball game, you're at a soccer game, wherever you are, even a baseball game, a hockey game, share the gospel. God has called us to share the gospel. He wants us to give away our faith. I often compare uh, evangelism to this. As a man, um, oftentimes a friend or some friends will say, you know, there's this deal on suits at this store. And you buy one and the other one is 50% off. And they're so excited that they'll send me a text or they'll call me and they'll say, you really need to go check this out. It's, it's a good deal. It's a good sale going on. Uh, this, that, 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 this is something that can benefit you because it's a good sale. Well, in the same way, and this is not a perfect example, it's not a perfect parallel example, but in the same way, because Jesus is exciting, because the story of Jesus is exciting, because what Jesus did for me was so wonderful, I can't help but to tell other people about this relationship that I have with the risen Savior. So I have to tell it. I have to tell it. You will not be around me for any extended period of time without knowing that I love Jesus. I brag on Jesus because of who he is and what he's done in my life and what he's done in other people's lives. And because I know that Jesus works, I tell it. I give away my faith. And this is what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to give away our faith. And again, let me say this. No man or woman can be around Jesus on a daily basis and not change for the good. Unless that individual has some ulterior motives. But if we're open, if we're transparent with God, if we read the Bible every day, we study the Bible every day, and we allow God to pour into us, we will change. So for this episode, I want to recommend this acronym, STUDENT, S-T-U-D-E-N-T, STUDENT. And the first S stands for studious, studious. The first letter, S, stand for studious. And by studious, I'm referring to um, being a Christ follower, a student of Jesus. And by being a student of Jesus, that means I want to know more about him. Being a student of Jesus means that uh, it's more than just cursory reading of the Bible. It's more than just exposing myself to the Bible stories. I'm digging I'm digging. I, I, I'm studying. I'm, I'm studying um, the, the doctrines. I'm studying the customs and cultures uh, of the Bible. I'm, I'm picking up my Bible dictionary and I'm picking up 
my Bible glossary and I'm studying terms. I'm looking at context. I'm, I'm exposing myself to hermeneutics. I'm, I'm learning the gospel message. And when you learn the gospel message, you can present it in different ways, but we all have to cross the same bridge. And by that, I mean, I mean, there are different tools out there that you can use to help you in sharing the gospel and, if possible, uh, giving someone an invitation, an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as their person, Lord and Savior. This responsibility of evangelism is not just reserved for the pastors or elders or Sunday school teachers or those that... Uh, we see in, powers, uh, uh, in positions of leadership at our local churches. This mandate of evangelism is for all believers. If you say you're a Christian, then we have to um, yield and acquiesce our visions of Christianity to that of what the Bible says. Christianity is not just a title to wear. It's a responsibility. It's a duty. And God has called all of us to engage in the ministry of reconciliation. Yes, if you just attend church, you've been called to the ministry of reconciliation. If you sit in the back pews intentionally, you've been called to the ministry of reconciliation. Even if you don't have a local church that you belong to, you've been called to the ministry or reconciliation. If you are a Christian driving an Uber or a taxi, you've been called to the ministry of reconciliation. So God wants us to be studious. In 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul writes, study, Timothy, to show yourself approved unto God. Be a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Now, this letter to, uh, from Paul to Timothy is not just descriptive, but it's also prescriptive. And by prescriptive, we mean that this principle is binding upon all believers, not just for Timothy, This transcends Timothy. This is the principle of believers, followers of Jesus, studying. Studying. All of us are called to study. Not just your pastor. Not just your minister. Not just your Sunday school teacher. All of us have been called to become student of Jesus Christ. When our grandchildren ask us questions, about God, ask us questions about the Christian walk. We must be equipped. We, we, we must study enough to know what to say. We can't just be impulsive, be impetuous, and, and, and respond based on our thinking. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. 
Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. We must make sure that our thinking has been rooted in the Word of God and, and uh, distilled or um, um, compared to God's Word. Whatever you think, whatever you, you do, make sure that you've checked in with the Word of God and looked at it from a hermeneutical perspective, meaning that uh, it, it, we must follow the science and art of biblical interpretation. So when we're studying, we're studying uh, the Bible, and the Bible reveals to us how to deal with this world. Everything around us um, begs a question. So in today's culture, we must be prepared to give a response to those in our environment from a Bible-based perspective. Not just a philosophy, not just based on logic, but all of that rooted in God's word. We must make sure that what we say to others can be backed up with scriptures without twisting the scriptures. So we must study. If we want to share the gospel, if we want to give away our faith, make sure that you're studying. And we never stop studying. Um, children have questions about dinosaurs. And of course, uh, there are those who follow the evolutionary model who rather uh, respond to the issues of dinosaurs from an evolutionary perspective. And I'm talking about uh, not microevolution, but macroevolution. And this is why uh, here at Sound Reason of Ministries, we have our apologetics boot camp. And if you want more information as a parent or grandparent on the apologetics boot camp, um, I encourage you to visit, visit our website, abcsac.org, abcsac.org, and you can uh, see and learn more about the Apologetics Boot Camp. And as you pray for us, as you uh, continue your donations, our endeavor is to come to a city near you to host an Apologetics Boot Camp. So if you are interested in our apologetics boot camp as a parent. And also, if you have students in your life, sixth grade through college, sign them up. Or if you have interest in possibly hosting it in your city, please contact us at info at srministries.org. Again, 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul challenges Timothy to be studious. And likewise, we also as Christians, students of Jesus Christ, we must be studious. There are just so many warped ideologies, so many false um, arguments out there um, against Christianity, against God's will, that we as Christians, we must stand up. 
We must be equipped. We must be studious. We must be ready to give each man or woman an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within us, and to do it with gentleness as well as respect. 1 Peter 3.15. Then the next letter to, uh, uh, that we want to deal with is T. And T represents truth. The first letter was S for studious. T is for truth. And we know Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but by him. And that's John 14 and 6. And God is a God of truth. And truth is, can be defined as telling something like it is or that which corresponds to its object. So truth can be defined in two ways, telling something like it is or that which corresponds to its object. And in John 17 and 17, Jesus says, uh, as he's talking to his father, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. So Jesus himself is saying, sanctify them in the truth. He's talking to the father. So we have been sanctified in the truth. And God's word is the truth. And I do understand that in our surroundings, there's competing ideologies, comp- competing philosophies, and they're saying things that are different than what the Bible is saying. And they are trying to attract us. They're trying to induce us to listen to what they're saying and to follow it. The concept of what a man is is being attacked. The concept of what a woman is is being attacked. The concept of parental rights is being attacked. The concept of what salvation is is being attacked. The concept of the trustworthiness of God's word is being attacked. The existence of God is being attacked. Everything we believe in as Christians is being attacked. So we that know the truth, we have to stand on the truth because we're telling it like it is. That God do exist, God does exist. That he is truth. As a result, his word is truth. So when we accept Christ, we learn more about the truth by the Bible, by reading the Bible, by studying the Bible. So we have the truth. We know Christ is coming back again. We know that Christ can save. We know that Christ can make a person's life better and transform the unrighteous to become righteous and the the, the secular to become sacred. So Christ is the truth. Whatever he says will come to pass. And he's, he, he's given us prophetic utterances for us to consider. He said he's coming back so we can bank on it. We can trust in it because he is truthful. So be studious. If we are to give away our faith, we must be studious. We must know what the truth is. Then the third word, which starts with you, is be unique. Be unique. The Bible tells us we are a peculiar generation. We are peculiar. We are different. We're not like the world. We, we, we have dual citizenship. We have a citizenship on earth and a citizenship in heaven. But the, 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 the uh, mandate or the duty that we have for, uh, for our heavenly home must not be lost while we're still here living in the sacred. We're unique. Not only are we unique, but Christ is unique. 
Christ is holy other. He is God the Son. He's not just a good man. He's not just a sage. He's not just a rabbi. He is God the Son. He is fully God. He is not a little God like some other religions teach. He is fully God. And because he's fully God, he's equipped to save us. He's not Buddha. He's not Charles Taze Russell. He's not Joseph Smith. He's not um, any other religious leader you can think of. He's not Muhammad. He is God, the son. God, the son. He's unique. And because of his godness, because of his deity, he's qualified to save us. No one else can get to the father but by him. Please remember that. And, and, and I do understand that there's competing thoughts on the exclusivity of Christianity. Uh, there are people that, that are arguing that it doesn't matter what you believe. That all roads, long as you have good intentions, long as you define yourself as a good person, uh, all roads will lead to God. And that is heretical. That is not Bible. That is false teaching. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but by him. It's exclusive. Some people may not want to hear that, but we got to preach the truth in love. We have to teach the truth in love. We, 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 we have to accept the Savior if we want to know God the Father. So be studious. Be truthful. Realize your uniqueness. And then the next word is dunamis. Dunamis in the Greek means power. 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 The power that comes from God. Uh, the word that's often associated with that power is dunamis. And in Mark 5.29, as an example, there's a woman with the issue of blood. Many of us know this story. And she had enough faith to weave her way uh, through the crowd, and her thought was, I believe that he's the Messiah, and if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. And her faith made her whole. She made her way through the cross. She touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and immediately uh, the issue of blood, her, 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 her blood issue uh, dried up. She was made whole. She was healed. And Jesus immediately realized that power had been siphoned from him. He already knew it. And so this is the type of power that we're dealing with, this dunamis power that comes from God himself. And this dunamis power, we as believers, we as Christians, we have access to that same power. This is the type of power that can break addictions. This is the type of power that can help us forgive when our flesh don't want to forgive. This is the type of power that gives us boldness when we're feeling inadequate. This is the type of power that breaks strongholds. So if we as Christians know the Lord and are open and we, we avail ourselves to take advantage of this type of power, there's nothing we can't do. And this is why Paul can say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, because he's familiar with the dunamis power. Paul, the enemy of the cross, as Saul, 
Paul, the one that was persecuting Christians as Saul, he experienced it firsthand, this dunamis power. When he went to the Damascus, uh, uh, when he went and, and, and uh, uh, God met him on a Damascus road and then sent a servant to come uh, deal with him and minister to him and the scales fell from his eyes. And Paul personally experienced the dunamis power. And many of you listening to me have experienced this dunamis power and you have tapped into it and you can testify that once you tap into God's dunamis power after becoming a Christian, there's nothing like it. Some things I wanted to do, but God's dunamis power kept me from doing it. Some things that I didn't feel I could do, God's dunamis power pushed me towards it. So this dunamis power can change anybody. That mean boss that you have at your job, they need to hear the gospel. That son or daughter that won't listen, they need to hear the gospel if they haven't already accepted Christ. So we can't ever count anybody out. But we as believers, we must give people an opportunity to embrace or reject Jesus. God is asking us to just tell it. Make yourself available to give away your faith. Make yourself available to share the good news of Jesus Christ, this euangelion. And that verb that we see oftentimes in the New Testament, euangelizo, which is the conjugation of this word euangelion, which basically means the process or the act of sharing the good news. And God is calling you and I to share the good news. So please remember what we said. Be a student. Learn the truth of the scriptures. Realize you're unique. And God has given you the dunamis power to do it. So we'll continue um, this talk on how to give away your faith on the next episode. If you have any questions, uh, please uh, email us, info at srministries.org, info at srministries.org. It just doesn't have to be on this topic. It can be on any topic. Uh, Continue to send those questions in. We would love to hear from you. And please, uh, as we transition in Sound Reasoning Ministries, uh, please consider supporting us. Um, we are praying for you. We are praying for your family. And remember to do for the truth what others do for a lie. In Jesus' name, we pray and thank God for all of you. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And as always, we would like to thank our friends at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this broadcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer. Bible study, parenting, and a lot more. 
please. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.